Welcome to Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Paul Madot. Thanks very much again for joining us on this episode. Today I have Jen Wagner. She is Senior Director of Operations at ADP, joining us from Florida. Jen, good morning. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you being here. How have you been? Oh my gosh. Trying to stay sane one day at a time, but yeah. you know doing great. Yeah, well, How about listen, you? I, I'm doing the same as well. Thanks. Say hi to everybody and a quick intro into yourself and then we'll get into it. Hey everyone, glad to spend some time with you right now. Um, Jen Wagner, I am a passionate salesperson. I love sales. I think um, you know I'm excited to be talking to everybody today. I am a mom. I've got three little kids. I'm looking to you know make the world the best place possible for them. And you know I found that you know living my day to day as best I can is the best way to be an example for them. And um, you know just loving loving life and you know loving Florida, living. Living the dream, as they say. Well, good, and, and, and congrats on uh, on the family. And so, how have you been handling things as of late? Because the last, you know, really eight to ten weeks have been, you know, listen. The word I'm using is unique because it's the only PG word that I can really think of in terms of what's happening over the last couple of months. And so, I'm a dad. I have two kids who are six and four, and working from home, uh, I haven't bred myself to be a, a kindergarten teacher at all. And so, uh, how, how are you handling things? How's your family? Uh, what's going on? Oh, same here. Um, I never thought I would be a teacher. That was never on my radar as a job I would be good at. Um, and my kids are five, eight, and just 11 yesterday. My daughter turned 11. So we've got a, a fifth grader, a second grader, and a pre-Ker. So it's been crazy. Um, you know, everybody's all hands. You're just trying to keep them alive and happy and not scared. Um, but also hopefully learning something by the end of the day and um, you know, they're definitely in my work world. My son asked me when I was going to go back to work, I said, what do you mean, buddy? Mommy is working every day. He goes, no, when you travel to the other States, cause I, I was traveling a lot. So, you know, they're loving that we're home, but we're all, you know, in each other's space all the time, just, you know, <laughs> trying to, to make the best of every day. Well, you know, what, Jen, I, I know your background a little bit here and I know that you have a, a training pedigree, uh, as do I, and I know you can probably appreciate this, that, you know, it's one thing to work with salespeople and train them as adults and as, uh, you know, in, in that vein in terms of skill sets and so on. But it's a totally different beast when you're, when you're trying to teach kids. It's like what I've learned is that these teachers need to make something like $800 million a year because I haven't bred myself for it. I just haven't yet. So and I'm trying. No, so true. It's like we did, I told my husband one day we need to just cancel sports and give all that money to the teachers. Just take, yeah. take them back. And there and are kids. Like, they're, the they're, they're the most important people in my life. And I, it's like, oh, my goodness, I've lost a couple of follicles trying I know. to. Anyways. Well, well, you feel smart at work and then you realize that how little you know about fractions totally. or that where decimal points belongs or hominins and homophones. And I'm like, I don't even remember. What is that? So it's definitely re-educating myself a lot. Well, listen, right I'm glad to hear that that you and your family, uh, other than uh, you know having to adjust from working from home and, and this new reality, are hanging in there, and everybody seems to be okay. And and I appreciate you allocating the time to uh, to speak with me this morning. And so, with that said, um, let's get into it then. So you know, the title of the podcast is "Your Intention Matters," and that really is built on the premise of. Nothing's really been given to you in your career. And so if you're ready to go, uh, I'm looking forward to you sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So let's get into it then. Let's go back to uh, your college days. You're up in Minnesota 
and you're going down a path of public relations and political science in the early to mid 2000s. You graduate, you're ready to go. Um, did you have a 15 year career at ADP on your mind at the time? Is that, is that what you thought would happen? <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd be talking about payroll and taxes. I was like what every young girl was dreaming about. Um, no, it's funny. Well, not really funny, I guess, but when I, I thought I would be going to law school. So I chose a U of M because they had an excellent law program and a really good journalism program. So no matter where I went, my, my family owned a chain of newspapers. So journalism was sort of in, in my blood. Oh. So it was something I felt like I could do a really strong double major and, uh, you know, be a, potentially be a lawyer. And I actually wanted to be a politician. So I had spent a summer interning for, um, for a congressman and, you know, thought my path might go that direction. And then 9-11 happened. Mm. So all of the, you know, saw all the careers in, in PR dry up. I wasn't sure I wanted to go right out of college and spend more money. So I actually had a, a class that was um, like a preparing for the world outside of college about, and it looked like a kind of like a blow off class. It would fill a few credits that I needed, but it was actually one of the most impactful classes I took because it taught us about building our resume and, um, looking at our transferable skills. So when I started to look at why I wanted to get into into politics or why I wanted to be a lawyer, I started to look at, okay, I like to talk. I want to debate. I like to convince people what other careers are out there that I could take up. Mm. And so sales sort of came on uh, and uh, went to a, a job fair at getting out of college, got my Jennifer pens made up. I wanted to be in, in uh, pharmaceutical sales. And I marched up to the interview place with my resume and my pen so I could be memorable. And they looked, took one look at my resume and said, oh, you Next. know, you don't have any experience. There's a packaging supply company at the end of the hallway. Why don't you just go down there and, and have an interview? So that's what I did. And when I found out the, the base salary was $40,000 plus a car allowance, I said, I can sell some packages and tape. Um, so that was my foray into in sort of sales. And then after a year there is where I found my way over to to ADP. And so were you still up in Minnesota when you were, when this was happening or did you go to school there and then you moved back home somewhere? Yeah. So I grew up in Wisconsin, some Midwest not girl. Not too far. Okay. Um, yeah, not too far. So when I graduated from college, I went back to my, my hometown area and then I got the, the job out of college selling in the Chicago area. So um, it was a company called Uline, which is a, a really large, mm. amazing company, still family owned. And, you know, it was a really good place for me to sort of hone my sales skills. I didn't realize I was doing sales. It was more um, account management, but it was a really great place. And then um, I actually met my husband there on a field ride um, and he was from Pennsylvania. So seven months later, uh, you know, or eight months later, we moved to, from Wisconsin, packed up my apartment, said goodbye to my family. We got married um, at the end of December and then I had to find a new job because we figured we didn't want to in intermingle our new, new relationship plus work. So he had that job and then I went to a, a, a job fair at ADP and I uh, thought, you know, I've already sold boxes and tape, like payroll and taxes can't be any worse. So let me try this out and maybe pharma will take me one day and open her, which was really the big seller for me at the time. So uh, the little things at the time. You know, Jen, you mentioned 9-11 and for anybody listening who really was around uh, old enough to really remember the impact that had on the world that specific day, but then also the ripples, you know, after the fact. Um, certainly not to get into the 9-11 event, but the impact it had on you and the fact that your your industry somewhat dried up a little bit from public relations and you were going down that path. Um, was there any uh, any any moments of like, well, now what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to figure this out? And then also, 
um, because your family has a, a long lineage in um, broad, sorry, in, um, in newspapers and, and, and that type of industry, uh, any pressure to just, you know, follow that path? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many ripple effects. I mean, I'm sure all of us that lived through that day remember that moment. I mean, I still remember that moment. I still went, I went to class. I remember somebody with a radio in class of family up in New York and, and just everybody not sure what was happening. And then everybody going home yeah. afterwards, shortly after every parent wanted their kids home. We had no idea what was happening. Um, and, you know, I think even even journalism was hard hit. My parents' newspaper advertising dried up. So if you mm. think about the ripple effects of PR and advertising, marketing, all of those firms really suffered. And, you know, my parents' business at the same time, you know, advertisers, any luxury type of spending was really frozen at the time, sort of felt similar to what we're going through now, just people paralyzed, not sure what was going to happen. And when that happens, you know, a lot of people don't want to spend money. So, um, you know, there really was no, to me, going back to my parents and working there wasn't really an option. It was, um, you know, I just, decided I didn't want to spend more money on law school at the time. So four years of law school sounded exhausting and meant everybody was kind of mentally fatigued. So got it. So you take a chance, you find Uline, uh, you have a year there, pretty big paradigm shift in your life. Personally, you meet your partner, you meet your husband, and then you take a leap of faith and say, okay, let's get married. And, and here we are. And then you decide, okay, so uh, I want you to be my life partner. But I don't know if I want to work together all day, every day, right? Because you, <laughs> right. as a married guy myself, you know, we need our own domains and my mm -hmm. wife needs her space from me and, and likewise. So I can appreciate that. And so you find ADP. And so um, when you, you land there and they're, they're a, a global giant and certainly within their space, well-respected as an organization. And I've had the privilege of working with them on occasion. Um, what was it like early days for you there? Oh my gosh. So when I, when I joined EDP, it was in our small business service division. So selling payroll to small, the smaller customers under 50 and it was in Philly. So I was a, a Wisconsin Midwest girl transplanted into the Philly area. My husband, you know, was like, okay, hey, you know, this isn't the Midwest. You don't mm. just smile at everybody. You know, you're, you've got to, you know, figure this out. And it was, it was tough, you know, even pre, it was pre-technology days too. You know, nobody had an, a GPS. You know, so I would have to go to our, our office in our apartment and print out the map quest for my day. And if I dropped my stack of papers, I was pretty much lost until right. I could find my way back through my territory. I would literally cry every Sunday and I actually had my first deal within my first couple of weeks. So I had really early success. I was talking to the guy at the subway around the corner from the office and, you know, just all excited about my new job. And he said, well, we use a competitor if you want to come in and give us a price. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no way. Somebody wants me to tell them about this product. I'm just in training. I have no idea. So I signed my first deal, but that early success also gave me a lot of paranoia that I wouldn't continue that success. So, you know, it was, it was a really, it was, it was a great environment, tons of awesome people. You know, I'd never seen, you know, the Friday meetings that they had and, you know, with recognition, mm -hmm. I wanted to be on that stage so bad and make everybody proud and, and be successful. So it was, um, you know, it taught me a lot and it was a lot of stress, but, um, you know, it wasn't something I had been used to. And it was a, definitely a great, great crash course into, into what real sales was. I was used to account management. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you know, go out and talk to all these people. And, you know, it was it's tons of people in an area I didn't know, wondering if they would respond to me. I was 23 years old, you know, and just young, not in that area, not, not used to that type of person. But it, it actually was, you know, worked out really well. Obviously, they didn't get rid of me. And I ended up getting promoted in a year and a half um, to a sales manager. So it was kind of a really fast path for me um, with great people. And um, 
some really fond memories, obviously. Well, let's talk about that because, uh, you know, 15 plus years, you're there, multiple roles. And so you, you go from individual contributor to manager leadership and then into enablement and then back into the field as a leader. Um, I'm curious about something. I'm, I'm sure you've enjoyed all the roles, but uh, what, what was your favorite thus far? Oh my gosh, that would be so hard to pick. You know, so I did, um, when I was in, in sales, I ended up, we ended up moving from Pennsylvania to Florida and I joined a different division of the business. So I was a, a manager at the time when I moved and became an individual contributor again. I was pregnant with my daughter. She had just been born. She was four months old when we moved to Florida to be near my family who had mm. made the smart decision to leave Wisconsin and uh, moved to Florida. So we, we made that move. And, I, you know, that was a really amazing job. So that was a job I ended up being a, a national trainer for afterwards, one of our products, uh, which is a more complex sale. Um, you know, it's a little bit different than the, the division I, I joined. And we just had a great team, an amazing leader, a great team. Um, we, all of us, you know, I, I grew up at ADP, obviously, or have been growing yeah. up still a lot to go. But I had, you know, my sons, so I have three kids. So I had my two sons on that team. And four of us out of the five people on that team were pregnant at the same time. My poor sales manager, he's already bald, but he's like, oh my gosh, you know. But it, it's not what I signed up years. for. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean. I had my best year at my uh, huge performance year for us, you know, and for me, myself personally. And then I decided to go into training after that. Our trainer roles don't come open that very often. So when that came open to me, it was like, okay, that internally for my internal resume, that's almost like quarterback role within the NFL. There aren't that many of them. So let me see if I can, you know, do this. And my son was born and he, I came off from maternity leave, was traveling a week a month, bringing him with me with a nanny while he was a baby, you know, doing the training class. So I think that period, if I wouldn't say a role per se, but that period mm. of my, my life at, in that, in my job, it was the best because I went from having this amazing family as a team to this new role to growing my family and, you know, was able to sort of navigate that path into the next role with intention, you know, I, I saw this next role and really decided what could this do differently than continuing to execute this high level in sales would do for me in this direct contributor role that could potentially open up more paths for me in the future, knowing that, you know, I don't want to just be an individual contributor. I don't know if I want to be a direct sales manager again, mm -hmm. but I want to continue to have an impact and make a difference. And this might open some more doors for me in the future. Well, you know, as somebody like myself who, <clears throat> pardon me, who spent, um, I spent 10 years at Xerox and I was in, I was in sales across the board. You know what, Jen, hold on, I'm going to say that again. You know, and so for somebody like me as well, I get that. I spent 10 years at Xerox and I was in a number of different positions. So I, I, I can fully appreciate what you're saying regarding, you know, salesperson, sales manager, sales enablement and, and all that brings. And so I'm curious about something uh, you know, today in 2020, even outside of COVID and what we're managing here, I don't know how many of our, our of, of those that are, are getting started in their career, maybe five years or younger, can really even appreciate 15 years at one company. There doesn't seem to be the same level of commitment on either side these days from an employer to employee and employee to employers. It's almost like you all run into more than a few uh, salespeople and sales leaders where they'll have a two to three to four year run at a company and then they go somewhere else. And so talk to me about um, what it's taken for you to uh, to really establish yourself in a number of different roles within the same company and um, any, any regrets at, at staying at, the, at one company for so long. Right. 
Well, I should, it's funny because I'm a like a zennial, right? That board alignment, millennial, Gen Xer. My parents always taught us, you don't quit. When you commit, you don't quit. You know, when I had jobs as a kid growing up. So that was always ingrained with me. And, and I can tell you, there's honestly been so many times that I wanted to quit. Even those first few years of sales was so hard. Mm. Um, and, and not because I wasn't successful. It's because I was so paranoid about not being successful. It was my mindset. You know, I, um, I didn't necessarily have that growth mindset. I had that, you know, if you've read the book mindset, you know, I had a very fixed mindset at that time that like if I had failure, it was going to be devastating. And I was so scared of it. Um, but I, I think, you know, for me, I've had new jobs at ADP every two to three years, mm. three to four. I think the longest I've been in something is four years. So I've been able to fulfill that need that once something got almost too easy, I wanted a new challenge. I wanted something different. Let me, let me try something different. And, you know, I've been fortunate with ADP that I've been able to sort of look up and find those other opportunities. And it takes some leaps. I mean, look, I married a guy after eight months and moved cross country <laughs> right. after spending pretty much right. 21 days with him. So I felt like, okay, you know, I'm willing to take those risks where I believe it's important and I've done my own risk analysis and, you know, how does that work? So, you know, I've had these different roles within ADP and it's not that I've, I've had this, this undying loyalty, but I've intentionally chosen to stay. I've chosen these roles because I believe they're fulfilling to me, but they also are financially rewarding. Mm. And, you know, I like to continue, I, you know, the politics of it, I love moving up in the company. I love the politics of it because I've wanted to be in politics. I love understanding what make people tick and how did these people get to their position in the company and what are they doing for the company? You know, the higher that you get in a, an organization, you have an opportunity to make a bigger impact. And for me, um, you know, that's been really important. I think at a pivotal moment in my career when I was getting into training and we were doing this training across the country and certifying people on human capital management and what that meant. And part of it, I was reading the book, The Originals at the same time, actually on the flight to do one of these trainings. Mm -hmm. And in the book, you know, it, was, it, it really just it, reading all about it. And part of it, one of the one of the quotes is from a woman in the women's movement, early woman, and she said on her dying bed to her daughter, make the world better. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, how can I do that with my job? You know, do I need to eventually get to a place where I make enough money, I can quit and go join the Peace Corps, or be a lawyer and fight social injustices. And then I realized, you know, with our, with my job, you know, people spend over 5 million minutes at work. Yeah. I mean, human beings, grown human beings spend so much time at work. If we have an opportunity to make that a better world for them, then it is my, you know, our opportunity. So collectively, if we're all, you know, making people's lives around us better. And my job, I actually get to help people sell something that can make people's work life better, make sure they get paid, that they have benefits, that they love what they do and feel, feel empowered to bring their best to work. You know, I just, to me, that felt like an opportunity to make an impact. And, you know, now with my job, as I keep growing, now I'm in sales operations, I get to live in the problems for the salespeople and try to find a strategy to solve that too enable their days and their tools that they have how can they go home every day feeling the best that they've had the best conversations they feel successful they're not crying every sunday night like i was worried that they're gonna you know not keep, continue to hit their sales targets and, and be a failure and um i know that was a long way to get to that answer but uh i've, I've felt like i've been able to do new things every couple of years but intentionally choosing adp and those new yeah. roles every time because i feel like they fulfill me and i can bring value to the company and i see a path forward well, you know, I so appreciate that answer. Um, again, having been in, in a similar capacity, a different logo on the bag, but, uh, you know, same type of environment, so to speak. So I, I appreciate that. I usually like to ask you 
anybody that's on any advice for anybody but you just gave some really great advice there around make the world a better place but anything else you'd want to add to that if anybody's listening and they're looking for a piece of advice whether they're new in their career or they're you know just you know just trying to look for something anything that's been passed to you in addition to what you've just said that really has stuck with you oh man i feel like i've gotten some great advice over the years i think um you know, I think the biggest thing that I've seen though with salespeople, you know, when they come through, when they would come through my sales training and, and I would be talking to them and, you know, they're looking at me like I have the secret and I don't, I know I didn't. Sometimes you have to fight that imposter syndrome. It's like, guys, you know, being authentic, I would tell them how many times I missed plan. I didn't make our president's club every year. They would look at me like I was some kind of, I remember my trainer when I was going through thinking right. like this person must have never missed a month. They must have always been. So I think attitude is such a huge thing. And I would tell them that, you know, even when I didn't have a great month, I would try to bounce back. I would have that positive attitude. You have to believe in yourself, but more importantly, you have to believe what you're selling. If you don't believe that what you do is, if you don't believe in what you do, like forget about it. And if you don't believe when you're talking to a business or, or you're talking to a buyer that what you do actually could bring them value, then you don't belong in that conversation and it will end quickly. Um, so you, you have to understand that, you know, be very intentional. Who are you talking to? Why are you having that conversation? Mm -hmm. What do you have an eye? What do you believe is going to bring them value? Um, and, and I think you have to wipe out that self-doubt in yourself a lot, because if you don't, you don't believe in yourself and what you're able to do and you, you think somebody else, you're not somebody else. So, you, you know, are you going to be able to do it? Um, you know, I think that's, that's been a big thing for me, even in my roles now. I'm like, are, are you really giving me this responsibility? I still see that girl who just started at the company inside myself wondering, you know, does somebody wake up and be like, why did we give that all that responsibility to her? Um, and I think that's just a big thing, especially for, for, you know, women struggle with that a lot mm. in work, you know, Power that imposter mindset, syndrome. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's so, it's so critical. Yeah. Well, Jen, listen, I, 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 it's great advice there. And uh, I think we'll wrap this one up. I, I really appreciate you allocating the time to chat with us today uh, as we all try and navigate this new normal. And with three kids, I can't believe we got through a 20 minute conversation without an interruption. Uh, so, so, so good on you for finding some space in the house to be able to do this. And so thanks so much for the time. I've really enjoyed the time and for you sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. And thanks everyone for tuning in. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. So listen, we're going to wrap this one up right now. You remember, your intention matters because that's the result that you'll tend to get. We're out of here and uh, we'll do it again next week. Be safe, everyone. Bye.